Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, welcome to the show. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm so glad you're joining me today. Well, we are embarking on a new year, 2018. Who would have thought? Those numbers are amazing to me. 2018. So, Happy New Year. So, I wanted to start this today preparing us for the new year. And we're going to talk more on Monday and Tuesday about how to have a really good year. And so, are you ready for the best year ever? What kind of year are you going to have? How, how can we successfully bring last year to a close and set powerful intentions for a new year? So we all think about setting New Year's resolutions, don't we? I, I, I mean, how many of you have given up on that? I, I don't vilify resolutions. I prefer to see them as vision setters and really setting my mind and my heart on new things. So they're intended to be reference points as to what I'm believing is God's will for me, his good and his perfect will. I don't see them as something to beat me up with because I haven't arrived. Some of my vision sets I've done for a decade. And I continue to reset every year and work on it again. And so I need to make sure that my resolutions, quote-unquote resolutions, you know, my goals, my reference points, they're intended to keep me working toward an ultimate goal, similar to a map. They keep me in a mindset of progression. They're not intended, nor should they be used as anything that creates shame or shame creators or condemnation ammunition. Really, really important that we don't let the enemy use our intentions to be the best version of ourselves as a way to vilify us or condemn us or shame us because we haven't arrived yet. I don't use it as something that's like artillery that I pull out to harm myself with or let the enemy harm me with it. So remember that the quote-unquote best year ever doesn't necessarily mean our best. We want God's best for our lives. We want him to continue in the, the good work that he has started in us. We don't want to lose hope. We don't want to let discouragement or the fact that we haven't arrived yet. Because remember, we always are thinking about the verse in Philippians Chapter 1, verse 6, that says, He who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. So that means we're going to be working on things until the day we die. So until Jesus comes back or we die, God's doing a good work and is continuing and will complete it. He doesn't say you will complete it. He says he will complete it. 
So as we begin this, this message, this journey here, we, we must position our hearts and our minds to have a foundational focus, an outlook that we are open and desiring God's will, that God's will will be done, not my will. So this means I must daily position my mind, my heart, my soul, my body, my spirit to be open to seeking and wanting God's will. Now, this is difficult, but we often talk about this ripple effect, that phenomenon. See, if I do this intentional positioning of myself in all areas of myself, of all areas of my life, a great majority of the battle is won. Now, as to whether or not the moment-by-moment daily experience of my life is one of meaning, of purpose, of hope, this is what results in vision. So remember, the biggest battle is the battle of the will. Who will surrender? Will I accept and go with God, or will I resist, hold on, and struggle? Now, knowing God's will, that, that's a whole other show, but, and we're going to do that one as well. So right now, though, we are talking about positioning our entire self to this point of God's will, that we are committing 2018 to looking, searching, honoring, desiring God's will for our life. So we're going to talk about six different ways to do this. And the first one is a position of intention. This means that we are vision casting. We are vision setting. And we are running these by God. We are saying these are my intentions. Whether or not I'm going to be able to pull it off is a whole other story. But I'm not going to lose hope. And I am going to set intentions. So I'm going to take a position of intention. The second one that we're going to talk about is we're going to bring the year to a close and we're going to keep it closed. And we've talked about how important it is that the past is in the past. And the only reason that God lets us remember our past, because remember, he doesn't remember. He says, I put your sins as far as the east is from the west. I remember them no more. We remember them only to learn, only as reference points of what not to repeat. The enemy wants to keep bringing it back, reminding us of it, condemning us with it. And when we do that, we let our past into our present, and it will alter and or steal our future. So we bring the year to a close, we keep it closed. The third one we're going to talk about is creating new beginnings for myself. I'm going to create new beginnings. That means that as I really keep last year closed, it allows me to have new beginnings. I get, I get to start over. I get to do redos. And I give myself that gift. 
that I'm not a perfect person. God never expected me to be perfect. He knows I'm growing. He knows I'm learning. He knows I stagnate. He knows I trip and fall. He knows I mess up. He knows I lose heart sometimes. And so this allows me to create some new beginnings. This is how powerful time is. This is why when God decided to move forward with the human race, when Adam and Eve took the fateful bite of the apple, he locked us in time. Even though our spirits, our souls are timeless, we're locked in time. And time really is on our side if we let it be. Because it allows us to have new beginnings. Every year is a new year. It hasn't been done yet. We haven't messed it up yet. So we can go into it with hope and with grace and with mercy. The fourth one we're going to work on is managing my internal and external world. And remember, it's an internal job. If I do the internal work, the external usually works pretty good. So we're going to really commit to not doing it backwards, which is I manage the external world so that I feel good internally. And we've talked before about young people, little, little kids, teenagers, are working on creating an internal world for themselves. An internal world that is one of peace, one of acceptance, one of love and mercy and forgiveness, because that allows us to manage how difficult the external world is so that we don't get in power struggles with the external world, with things that we can't control. We're better able to accept those things that we can't control. We're better able to accept the things we can't change and change the things that we can. The fifth one we're going to talk about is practice living in love. Because remember, God is a God of love. And he loves us unconditionally. And we want to really put that into practice so that we love ourselves and we love others unconditionally. All humans deserve love. Because love has nothing to do with behavior. So remember, intimacy has everything to do with behavior. How close I can be to someone has everything to do with how well they manage their life and how safe they are as a person. It has nothing to do with whether or not they deserve to be loved. And I'm giving you the example that, you know, we sterilize the needles that we execute prisoners with. If we, if we are executing someone, we do everything as humanely as possible because they're humans has nothing to do with their behavior or how egregious the acts they have committed. So if we have a serial killer in a home that's burning down, the firemen are going to do everything they can to get him out. That's because humans deserve love. Because every single human is known by God, every single human was created by God, and every single human is valuable to God. 
So if we're going to practice living in love, that means we're going to do that for ourselves as well. That means we are going to practice self-love. That doesn't mean self-aggrandizement. Okay, we're not talking about that. We're talking about treating ourselves kindly with forgiveness, with grace, with mercy, while holding ourselves accountable. And then the sixth one we're going to talk about, don't worry. Don't worry. That is a true relational killer, and it really ushers in the enemy, and it is really hard on the brain. And then it's really hard on the body. So we're going to really practice not worrying, fretting, being consumed with the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, if only then, all the regrets. We're going to really practice not living a life of worry. So before we really dive in, let's, let's create our first reference point regarding position and intention. And I like this verse in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 and through 24. This is out of the Message Bible. And it says, God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. That's our first position of intention. I'm sticking with God. And I'm going to say it over and over. He's all I've got left. How great is his faithfulness. His mercies are new every morning. Every morning I wake up, I get a new day. I get to start over as if all the other days have never occurred. Because his faithfulness is so great and his loyal love won't run out or dry up. I mean, that, that says it all. So I want you to memorize that verse. That's the intention. That's the position of intention. See, every day of the year is a new year. It starts a whole new year. It starts a whole new 365 days. Every day is a new day. And we're going to talk um, probably in, in about a couple of weeks on twilight and the idea of twilight and why God gives us this moment of the sun rising and the sun setting and what we're supposed to be doing with that. And God knows we, that we need new beginnings, and he knows we need them more often than we realize. The people in our lives, in our, our relationships, they need new beginnings every day. They need resets. They need to know that our mercies are new every morning that our faithfulness to them, the people that we love, is great, that our love won't dry up, won't run out, and that we're sticking with that person, whoever that is, whether it's a best friend, whether it's a family member, whether it's a partner, a spouse, a child, whoever that is. This loyal love that God gives to us, we give to those we love. This is how we change the world. 
So we start new every day. God starts new every day with us. So we need to be on the same page that God is on. We start new every day. So we position and will position ourselves to realize that every day is a new day this coming year and that we get new beginnings every day. So this position of intention means that every day, my new day, I say, is it going to be my will or is it going to be God's will? Is it going to be my way or is it going to be God's way? So this means for this year, I'm going to practice the position of intention. And I will daily, intentionally position my heart and my mind to say, not my will, but thy will be done. Now, why can I say that? Why can I trust not my will, but thy will be done? It's because of Lamentations chapter 3, 22 through 24. I can trust God's will because his loyal love won't run out. His merciful love won't dry up. He's creating new days. Every morning is a new day for me, and his faithfulness is great. So I'm going to stick with God because he sticks with me. I, don't, I, I would not be as faithful to me <laughs> as God is to me. So great is his faithfulness, and I'm thankful for it. So I want you to think about this concept I'm going to say, this, this next statement. Because I use this in, in my life very frequently, I say, I use my free will to surrender my self-will to God's will. God has given all of us free will. So my position of intention is that I use my free will to surrender my self-will to God's will. I use my free will to die to self-will. And I enter in to God's will, which is good, merciful, great, faithful, and always in my best interest. He's a good God. He's a faithful God. He's a good, loving Father. So I'm going to say it one more time. I really want you to take this to heart. I use my free will to surrender my self-will to God's will. I use my free will to die to self-will, and I enter into God's will. So we want to support and encourage ourselves in this. So I'm, I'm going to give you another verse, and we talked about it earlier in the show here today. And this is, again, in the Message Bible. It's a different way of hearing Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. It says, There's never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day Christ Jesus appears. So you have to realize that some of us may see Jesus Christ actually appear on this earth. And that will be the flourishing finish. Many of the people that have passed died and saw Jesus. Jesus appeared when they died. 
and and that flourishing finish occurred. So the NIV says, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it in you. Even when we're not committed to ourselves, God is committed to us. God is very committed to his world, to his universe, to what he has created. Every single human he is committed to, even if those humans have walked away and denied him. Until the day they die, or Jesus appears, he is committed to the good work that he started in them when he created them. So we need to remind ourselves that our intention is to surrender to God's work and believe he will complete it, that he has a way, and we want to desire his way. So let's look at, at Proverbs fourteen twelve. And this is out of the Message Bible. And this says, There's a way of life that looks harmless enough. Look again. It leads straight to hell. Sure, those people appear to be having a good time. But all that laughter will end in heart heartbreak. And the NIV version says, There's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end leads to death. And, and I've had to really take that verse to heart and realize that, that there are things that seem logical, that make sense to me, and I find that they lead to some form of death. If I don't run it by God, if I don't truly look for God's way and God's will, I have a fallen mind, I have a fallen heart, I live in a fallen body, that it seems right to me, it really does. It makes a lot of sense to me, and it seems really right. But if it's my way, only my way, it will lead to death. So let's look at this message, th this verse again in, in Proverbs fourteen twelve. the message version. I love this. There's a way that looks harmless enough. Look again. It leads straight to hell. Sure, those people appear to be having a good time, but all that laughter will end in heartbreak. And Isaiah 55, verse 8, says, this is the Message Bible, and, and God is saying, I don't think the way you think. The way you work isn't the way I work. For as the sky soars high above the earth, so the way I work surpasses the way you work, and the way I think is beyond the way you think. Just as rain and snow descend from the skies and don't go back until wa they water the earth, doing their work of making things grow and blossom, producing seed for farmers and food for the hungry. So will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty-handed. They'll do their work that I sent them to do. They'll complete the assignment I gave to them. So we're going to end today with a, a, a part of a devotion out of um, one of my favorite devotionals, and it is Streams in the Desert, and this is uh, January 2nd. And it says, Not many of us are living at our best. We linger in the lowlands because we are afraid to climb the mountains. The steepness and ruggedness dismay us. And so we stay in the misty valleys and do not learn the mystery of the hills. So don't linger in the lowlands. We're doing positive intentions. So join me on Monday, 
as we talk about the second one that we're going to really work on this year. And that second one is bringing the year to a close and keeping it closed. Have a great weekend, and I look forward to talking to you in 2018. Make sure you visit the website, CynthiaHyatt.com. Have a great rest of your day, and God bless you. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version. Yeah.